Hey, welcome to Your Voice Matters podcast. This fourth season is entitled Voices for Change. In this regard, I will interview different industry experts, business leaders and change makers. My guests use their voice and expertise to make the world a better place. Many of my guests were at some point my clients, others not, but all of them have an important message to share with the world. Today I have with me Roberta Avelino. She is Brazilian from Rio de Janeiro. She works as industrial engineer at Audi in Brussels. She's part of the Women at Audi Brussels core team with various initiatives to increase diversity and inclusion within the company. Recently, she has joined the Mission Zero team for sustainability projects. She's also a volunteer at Professional Women International Brussels, known as PWI, and in Rise and Lead, an organization that aims to accelerate the representation of women in leadership positions. Roberta, welcome to this podcast. Thank you, Ines, for inviting me. I'm super excited to be part of, uh, of this community that you're building up to raise our voices. And uh, I'm super honored that you invited me. So I hope we have a really nice and insightful conversation today. And thank you for your presence. And Roberta, I know that you love to travel and you have visited more than 45 countries. And also you have lived in several different places. So how was this experience to communicate in such different cultures? I think it's a willing of uh, seeing the world with my own eyes. So when you travel, you do not just travel physically, but it's also a way to get in contact with different languages, different cultures, different flavors. And uh, for me, something that really passionates me. So also to be how people behave worldwide. And um, so, and then I see this as uh, confronted with my own culture. So, so for example, uh, now working with uh, Germans, I see the difference of time. So in Brazil, uh, if you were on time, you it's not polite uh, in a lot of cases. But in mm -hmm. Germany, if you're on time, normally it's already late. So sometimes I go to a meeting with colleagues and they are one minute late and they're, they're excusing themselves. Oh, sorry, I'm two minutes, one minute late. I was like, don't worry, that's okay. <laughs> But for them, it's really important to be on time. Of course, we're getting their stereotypes. But um, I think it's, uh, it's really something that you just see and be confronted when you travel and you can check with your own eyes how people behave. And it's something really interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, you were uh, talking about different differences uh, in communication in, in different cultures and also what means for a Brazilian, for example, to, you know, build connections, to know a little bit more about someone before going straight to the point. Do you also uh, deal with this working uh, for a German company? Yeah, so for example, for me, uh, a book that helped me a lot, it was The Culture Map. And I wish I had read this book when I arrived in France uh, six years ago. It would save me a lot of uh, troubles. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. so so for example as a Brazilian we are much more 
relationship oriented, which sometimes for older cultures is um, not so well perceived. So for example, um, for me, it's important to build up a emotional bank you know, you go to people mm -hmm. and not just when you need something, but you ask how they are, how was the weekend, and you build up something, um, yeah, true with these people. And uh, for other cultures, they are more straightforward, they are more in the task. And uh, this is like something that I'm confronted every day, work with uh, Dutch and also Germans, and, and it's really rich to see how people uh, behave and there is no right or wrong it's just mm -hmm. different and me as Brazilian I also adapt myself but I also understand that um, I should be true to myself and I can choose whatever I feel in my heart you know and then I mm -hmm. create this awareness Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not leaving completely your culture aside but respecting also where you are and the needs of the other um, teammates and you know the culture where you are I just want to repeat the name of the book for those who didn't catch it's the culture map and I really recommend it it's, a, it's an amazing book full of examples of how uh, to difference in communication and leadership styles and if you work as a leader with uh, different countries different people from all over the world or you should definitely read the book the culture map and also i know that you you learned uh, you speak five languages so you have the portuguese as your native language and then you learned french english german dutch spanish and a little bit of italian so what's your secret that's so many languages <laughs> I think uh, I'm what is really important to me is to generally connect to people. And when you learn, learning a language, it's more than learning the codes of um, languages, but it's uh, learning about the culture, learning how people think and how they see the things. So when we think about intonation, when you speak English, for example, you have, you need to put the intonation, there is a certain level to put, uh, I stress in few words. And uh, when you're speaking French, for example, it's another uh, way of talking and in Portuguese as well. And um, actually, what uh, one of the things that I, I realized and what I learned is that um, uh, you're always going to have an accent, even your own language. An accent is also um, a it's a effect to offer resilience and courage to learn something new you know and mm -hmm. um, and i think it's a, it's really nice when uh, we're learning someone's language and then they also feel appreciated well they are interested in my culture and and i and that's why i i this is something that motivates me to learn more and more language to have this uh, has this more and more connection. So even when I when I went to Japan, for example, I learned few words. When I went to Hungary, I also learned few words like thank you, please, and you know, it's something that uh, yeah. shows appreciation to people. Mm -hmm. Shows respect and interest, and so it's much more easier to communicate and to connect with with them. Um, I know that you you consider yourself uh, a communicator a leader and idealist. 
how does these three things came together in your life? Well, I truly believe that uh, my voice matters. And it was not by coincidence that I chose you to be my mentor and be also by my side to support me in any of the videos and all the things that I need, I am doing and the projects that I have been doing the past months and I hope in the future as well. So I think the fact the communicator is much more than words, but it's also about um, your public and how you're gonna um, build up this connection. So when you mm-hmm. when you would like to why I say I'm idealist and um, why I say like I'm leader. I, mm-hmm. I think that uh, I have something really important to, to tell to people. So as engineer and uh, working in mostly in a major environment, I was, I was most of times the first woman at the table. And I hope I will not, I will not be the last, the last of one. course. <laughs> and yeah. Um, and then what makes a leader is to inspire also other women to come to the table. But you should be the, you should have the first, to have the second, to have the third. And I think uh, as the International Women's uh, Day of this year, we should break the bias and um, and say, okay, it's not because there there's not someone before that I could not be the first one. So mm-hmm. I think communicator is being yourself, being truth, a leader, because you I can inspire others to also join me and idealist, because I truly believe that the fact that I'm that I can also bring other and I could inspire other women to also follow me and to Mm -hmm. be follow your steps Mm -hmm. exactly Mm -hmm. and the ideal would be to have a diverse and inclusive environment Uh, can you tell us more about your experience on diversity and inclusion at Audi well uh, for me working for a company that um, that I can be myself it's super important and, um, and that's why I chose then to build up my career because I knew they were doing a lot of, um, they were really committed with uh, diversity. And I saw many of uh, pu- uh, publications that they did. And I, and I told myself that uh, I could be me <laughs> and it would mm-hmm. be appreciated. Well, it was not always the case. Uh, believe it or not, with 24 years old, I burn out. And uh, it was a really difficult moment where I, where I have like a team of uh, 20 uh, ex-specialists, all men, double of my age, mm-hmm. where, um, where I passed through a lot of um, misunderstandings because I was too nice and I was not competent. I was too nice. They could invite me to get out. I was too nice, you know, many, 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 many things that I passed through a moral harassment. This is something hard. And and first, we think it's our fault. It's us. This is, mm-hmm. this is because of me. But no. After passing through this moment, I realized that um, I also should break my own 
believes and understands that uh, what I experienced it was not normal and it was not about me. But I, mm -hmm. I should. But why I face it? Because I also acknowledge these people to tell me things, and I believed that I was not capable to uh, to manage them. No, actually, I did all my studies, and I studied so much, like two degrees of engineering, and so many specializations. And be it's because I had that position; it's because I deserve it, and I and I needed to convince myself every day that I was in my right place, even that all the others are staying differently. But mm -hmm. the moment where I saw myself as someone, which uh, which was uh, strength enough and resilient, let's say, uh, I realized that uh, people also change to me. They change, they behave. They starting like um, treating me in a different way with much more respect. But mm -hmm. well, they didn't change. Who changed? It was me. And uh, and I wanted to be myself. And that's why I decided to be in a company where I could be myself. And uh, and since the first the first days or months in the company, I started sharing my experience um, in the association that I'm part, uh, PWI, and also Rise and Lead, where I I also participate in few initiatives and say, okay, how how could we bring up these initiatives inside of the company? So I was going to the department and I was saying, yeah, can we launch this program? Can we do this? Can we do that? And I was mm -hmm. just uh, giving them ideas. And I think, it, yeah, they like it. And I think this is the way that companies should be uh, open to listen to the employees. And how could we build up a more inclusive place and a, and a better place to work? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, uh, you know, that bad experiences can also make, make us grow. And it's so interesting that you didn't point out the fingers to others, like, oh, they, they are, uh, you know, uh, not respecting me. They are doing this, saying that. But you also looked at yourself and the things that you were believing and you break your own, your own you know, beliefs, uh, limiting beliefs about what your your capabilities and as you said you have a double degree you study a lot so you deserved um, a, um, a seat on the table and that's that's very inspiring as well because you ha we have to break you know the, the glass ceiling but it's also for us women the res the responsibility to do that in a proactive way um, so it's it's a shame that you had you know a, a burnout with 24 years but now you are much more uh, empowered and also you inspire other women to do the same. And in, in Audi specifically, what is the, the contributions um, that you brought to, to in terms of female empowerment? So you have, you belong to this, um, to this uh, mission, I would say, women at Audi Brussels. So how do you operate? So actually it's a networking of women and mm -hmm. then um, I'm part of the core team where we have like an app in the channel where we publish articles, but we also promote events and trainings. Uh, the last one, it was about uh, positivity. And then we could like uh, bring up subjects to how could we bring more awareness to others in the company and also 
how could we inspire and keep the women who are inside the company? That's why we should keep together and keep strong and keep mm-hmm. growing. So it's not to, yeah, a lot of people say, okay, you're going to this network of women. You're just talk bad about men. No, the other way. We are empowering <laughs> ourselves uh, to actually uh, bring to the table what we have the best inside of us. Because some, sometimes when you are the only woman or when you are the different or the outsider, let's say, you are a little bit afraid of saying what you think just because it's different. But actually, the fact that it's different, this brings up innovation. This challenges other people to think differently. And this is what enriches the teams. This is mm-hmm. what enriches yourself as well. Because the more that you show up, the more that others, they will also show their true self. And sometimes mm-hmm. we could be really surprised um like just the fact that you show yourself and then Mm -hmm. other people do also do the same so Mm -hmm. that's it (laughs) whoa and yeah definitely there's many uh i guess many advantages of having more diverse and inclusive teams so what do you think about this you know, we can have a diverse team, but maybe that will bring us some issues at first, uh, or shall we stay in a standardized way and everyone you know, thinks the same? And how can we manage this? Because it's on in the paper, it's very nice to have the buzzwords of diversity and inclusion. Yes, we are very inclusive, but how does the team dynamics work in your opinion? So actually, one thing that I I really believe is that um, there are two kind of uh, teams. The first team they are they have all the same background, and you know the company does not need to invest a lot of money on training these people because they will um, respect themselves because they know exactly what to expect from the others. But the moment mm-hmm. where you start putting people from uh, the second kind of team where you start putting a lot of people from all kinds of uh, cultures all kinds of uh, backgrounds the company needs to to really invest on the communication and awareness that uh, people can be different and can have a uh, different points of view and but this also brings something really interesting because if you would like to convince someone you also need to build up better arguments and you also need to study more about communication uh, profiles, for example, because you're going to have different people in your team. And how would you get information from a communicator or how do you get information from an analytical? How are you going to talk the language of these people to get what you want? And actually, Mm -hmm. you need to study and prepare much more yourself that's why nowadays the companies, they're investing much more in soft skills. And this is, some, uh, this is something that's uh, really interesting. And because the people, they are getting more prepared during these discussions, they also get much more uh, innovation. They get, they get much, uh, much richer conversations. And uh, I mm-hmm. think this is something really positive about um, like uh, multicultural teams or different uh, different backgrounds and um, 
And I also think uh, like bringing to the to COVID uh, that now people they can tra uh, work remote. Now you can mm -hmm. have really people from all over the world in your team, and and the more uh, different mindsets, the more different ideas. And this is really something that I love and I find really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. So people with the same with the same background is like everyone you know expects they know what to expect, but also that leads to to roadblocks and you can be completely out of solutions because you don't think you know differently. And so in terms of even return on investment of a diverse team, an inclusive team, this is really good for business. It's not just to be, you know, to be uh, according to the rules or to the what should be. It's really good for business because also, also diverse teams create solutions for diverse people and more inclusive solutions. And you can reach, uh, you know, more um, clients if you also think in different ways. And this is th something that I think companies are still discovering how to really, you know, see this as some a business tool. It's not just, you know, to to fill the the the, the criteria on the paper. Oh, yes, we have someone from a different culture. Oh, yes, we have women at our, you know, our teams. But this is really good for everyone. And do you you mentioned a really interesting point, which is we need to prepare more. You know, we need to train ourselves better. We need to grow as professionals if you have to communicate with someone who isn't part of your culture. And this is really insightful. You know, it's, I never thought about this, that you need to prepare even, even more. And when, when we think about diversity and also we, we are, it's now, nowadays, have, there's a lot of discussion about having women in leadership position and uh, the quotas for that and so do you think that you we need more women in leadership positions and why absolutely yes um i think it's really important to have representations um in the board members so that i think it's not just about like a quota you know okay let's have more women it's nice to have no it's a must to have and not just women but also people of colors and many other uh, diverse um, aspects of people because the more diverse people we have the more uh, different points of view we have from the same situation and uh, we see as the uh, as that companies who had like um, more diversity, they are they have a much better profits and they're much more innovative. And I think nowadays we we are always uh, looking for more innovation. How could you differentiate yourself to your competitors? And this is not um, you could not keep in doing the same and willing to have different outcomes. And um, mm -hmm. it was a really uh, it's really interesting, something that uh, I learned during a course in, in California, uh, a business course, it was that um, to be the first, you you should never have the mindset that you are the first one. Because when you think you are the first one, 
you you stop investing yourself on innovation on research you should always deal as you were the second one so you were always keeping investing in innovation and also research to always willing to ha go to the next step and i think the diversity in your team is really something that uh, we should have more and more to not just keep competitive but to go beyond It's you know, a survival, and, uh, survival. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> not only to survive, but to strive uh, too, you know, to, to yeah. really keep relevant. And, uh, and something customers. that I found also really, really nice about representation, you know, like Barbie, they are also doing different kinds of Barbie. And um, when uh, to also, also girls, they see that a woman can be an astronaut, a woman can be an engineer. A woman who has um, who has uh, disabilities, you know, they are in a wheelchair. It's there. They could also uh, win a Nobel uh, Prize or like um, we as women, we can be whatever we want. But sometimes for a girl, you know, it's the moment where we are creating our beliefs that now we need to break these beliefs and we need mm -hmm. to work so much in emotional intelligence right now to just mm -hmm. say, okay, actually the limit is in my head. I can do whatever I want, you know, and, but it's, um, it starts in our childhood. And that's why I say it's really important to have this representation and also say, so a lot of women, they stop working after they, they become mom. This is really good and it's a choice. I, I don't judge, it's really uh, good if you make this choice. But actually a few women, they would like to relocate your, their self in, uh, in the work market again. And then I mm -hmm. think it, it's important to a girl to also be able to see uh, her mom or other moms or our women uh, being a CEO, you know, and then also a mom, also a wife and, you know, like uh, balancing everything. The world is changing and we also should show the next generation that everything is possible. And uh, the place of a woman is where, when whatever she wants, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. But I, I think... Uh, so that's why I think representation is really important to have more and more women in the top. Mm -hmm. And especially in areas where before we don't have that diversity, such as science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, you know, the, the STEAM um, environment. And that's really key for our future and for the future generations. And definitely. And Roberta, how, how did you find, discover your voice as a leader, as a communicator? Well, I think, I, I truly believe that each person has a talent. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, one of, uh, what, and where are your biggest talents is where, where is our, your biggest shadow, let's say. So I always knew that I have something different with uh, my communication. And I, and I learned since I was little that uh, I could communicate to advocate to my colleagues, to, to also be, uh, to be in the class and saying about, uh, yes, what we have done, we have accomplished as a uh, or, um, the, uh, the teacher. <laughs> yeah, the first person, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, the Spokes first person. person. <laughs> yeah or 
and uh, also something that I learned as a communication that sometimes we forget is like uh, listening is also a way of communicating. And, uh, and I really have a lot of empathy inside of me and willing to help people and to, to somehow healing the people, you know? And, uh, and I think that um, when you pass through a situation and you start and you, and you overcome and you share with other people what you experience, this become your medicine. And I think the stories and um, also the breakthrough that you pass, it's also become your beauty. And the fact that you share through the communication, it's something so special that uh, other people would say, okay, if you pass through it and overcome, I will also be able to do this. And, um, mm -hmm. and as a storyteller, I always thought that uh, it was through the communication that I could uh, help people, that I could healing, that I could advocate and I could teach, I could learn. So, yeah, I think this is my gift. This is uh, what I want. And uh, that's why I chose you as my, my mentor, because truly from the bottom of my heart, I would like to also show people that my voice matters, but not just because of me, but as a Brazilian, as a woman, as an engineer, and so many attributes that I have, but also so many other women has. And I, I when I stand for one woman, I'm standing for all. And I think not all people will stand up and speak up, but few people, they have this uh, duty of doing that. And this is what will make things change. And, um, it, takes and courage. it takes courage to, to stand up and yeah. to speak up, and right? Exactly. And sometimes people think, okay, it's um, me as a communicator. It's easy to do that. So actually, I need to do a lot of um, emotional intelligence trainings. Uh, I need to study a lot about myself to be able to understand my place in the table and say, okay, it's not because that I'm different from my colleagues that uh, my voice does not matter. Actually, the other way, I need to stand up. I need to be confident. I need to, to trust that what I have inside matters. And that's why I am where I am. And, uh, and doing like this, I also bring other people like me differently and to the table because they will see that is possible. If you have a will, there is a way. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's brilliant, Roberta. How can people find you if they want? If someone wants to reach, wants to reach out to you, where they can find your work, your profile, your story. So, well, you can find me on LinkedIn. So just looking for my name, Roberta Villino. Uh, I also have uh, two Instagrams. Well, it's all in Portuguese, 
but I have projects <laughs> in my mind that I would like also to be more inclusive, <laughs> to, uh, to be open to diversity. Um, so, yeah, so it's uh, Roberta Underlash uh, Avelino. And, uh, and my second profile, which I also um, yeah, share about my self-knowledge path and also spirituality, things that I think it's also important to me as a human engineer, um, which is eu, Roberta Avelino. But I think Ines will write this down in the podcast and then I you will, can I will share it. <laughs> Roberta, thank you so much. It was an amazing chat, an amazing conversation. And uh, thank you again for being here and to share your voice. Thank you for listening to this episode. Did you like it? If so, feel free to spread the word. To discover more about vocal coaching, you can visit my website, voicepowerleadership.com, or contact me through LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. And always remember, your voice matters.